Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, whether we like it or not, it is the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. And that is why tonight... We'll kick it off officially by looking into each of the 16 free agents for the Cowboys 2024 offseason and adding a prediction for every single one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it started. Here we go. What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host. Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me. Thank you for joining me on a Tuesday night. It is a great night to talk some Cowboys football. And tonight, we will start free agency mode uh, by looking into basically the first priority for everybody, which is the in-house guys. And, you know, you, you already know about some of the players that are going to be hitting free agency for Dallas. But I wanted to do tonight is how about we look into each of them? And obviously, we will spend more time in the top names, right? We will spend more time discussing Tony Pollard than we will long snapper Trent Sig. However, um, I also wanted to add a prediction to each of them because we can all look at a list and basically get familiar with the players that might be exiting Dallas pretty soon here. But I wanted to talk about, all right, the logic behind each of these guys' future. Uh, so we'll get to it, man. And there's a surprise departure in the list that is in my prediction. So We'll talk more about it uh, when we get there. But first, let me say hi in the chat. We've got uh, Gregory. We've got uh, Mark Aaron. We've got Jackie. We've got Rico Jones. We've got uh, who else do we have here? Joe. We've got Katharina Lunar. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. It's always appreciated, of course. Uh, let's get this one started. We've got Bruce as well. I'm, I'm not sure if I already mentioned him. Uh, shout out to everyone who is watching live on the YouTube channel or maybe you're watching on Twitter slash X. And shout out to the podcast audience as well. We get some good listens uh, over there on, on the Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast World. So shout out to all of you too, man. Uh, appreciate you for tuning in. We've also got Junk Fell in the chat. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Uh, quick recap, though, before we get to it, before we get to the predictions. Quick recap of the actual free agents that the Cowboys are going to be dealing with. Uh, it obviously starts with Tony Pollard, right, running back. And, you know, perhaps the biggest name on the list in terms of, the you know, him being franchise stacked in the in last year's offseason and all that. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, though, obviously a pretty good name. Uh, Tyron Smith, big Hall of Fame caliber name. Uh, there's Dorrance Armstrong as well. Safety, Jaron Kears, a starter. Jordan Lewis, the same at nickel cornerback. Dante Fowler Jr., then you get Noah Ikbinajin, 
Neville Gallimore at defensive line, Jonathan Hankins at defensive line as well, uh, specialist CJ Goodwin, long snapper Trent Sig, and then you close it out with some other interesting names, Chuma Edoga, swing tackle, Arika Dowdalat, running back, Sean McKeon at tight end, and then another starter, Tyler Viotti. So those are the, the, the guys that we're going to be talking about uh, on tonight's show. And let's get it started with Tony Pollard, man. And I want to get your thoughts in this big name free agents, by the way. Let me know in the chat. Resign or cut? Tony Pollard, go for it. Give me your best guess in the chat right now. Tony Pollard, or the Cowboys going to cut him? Not a cut, uh, walk. Let's use walk instead of cut. That would be a, mu- a more accurate uh, word, right? Resign or walk? What is going to happen with Tony Pollard? Man, it's an intriguing one. And it's not a simple question to ask, in my opinion. Because Cowboys Nation might have its feelings about a running back that did not have the type of season that we expected him to have. Uh, But the problem with Pollard, though, is that the Cowboys now have to decide, one, what was the main reason? For Pollard's down year in 2023. And there's a lot of answers for that. Uh, and I'm not sure I know the right one, honestly. Because I saw some bad blocking by the offensive line. I saw some serious problems with the scheme. But we also saw that Pollard was just not nearly as explosive. Not nearly as elusive. And there's some valid concerns, in my opinion to what the Cowboys had said beforehand, right? The the last year, they said that they didn't make him the number one running back because they had the hypothesis that if they did make him the top guy, uh, Pollard's level was going to decrease. And you know what? Skip Pitt might have been right on that note when he said it last year. So now the Cowboys are in this position where they got to decide what is the reason for Pollard's decline my prediction, though, is going to be based mostly on the value of Tony Pollard and the idea that Cowboys, the Cowboys front office, and, and we like to say that, hey, the front office is very set in its ways and very set in the way that they built ATM. I'm not sure if you don't re-sign Pollard, what's the plan at running back? And I'm not sure Tony had the kind of season to really break the market in free agency. Plus, I don't think the market right now is booming for running backs. We just spent an entire offseason talking about about that last year when Saquon Barkley was looking for a long-term deal, when Jonathan Taylor was doing the same, Josh Jacobs, uh, all those guys. And they didn't really win that negotiating war. So contract projection from ADC Sports, and this is not done by me, but we have a, a, a very cool team of salary cap experts helping us with this contract projection from ADC Sportsman. Franchise tag likelihood obviously set at low, but they are projecting Pollard to actually sign for a short-term deal that I wouldn't be totally opposed to. Uh, According to their projections, Pollard is going to be signing a three-year deal for $22.5 million, that's $7.5 in average. But the key part here is $13 million fully guaranteed. That likely means that you would be committed to Pollard for two seasons top. 
So tops. Uh, so don't make a big deal out of a three-year deal. It's probably a two-year deal. I could see it happening. It would need to be a, a short-term deal, though, in order for this to happen. My guess, my best guess, and the, I'm not saying I would do it personally, but my best guess is the Cowboys do try to keep around Pollard for this one. Because uh, I just think that the Cowboys, the way that they do things, they're going to want to run it back. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying they should invest those resources into Pollard, but I'm saying maybe he did enough for the Cowboys to say, you know what, at the end of the day, we do need a running back, so give us Pollard and let's run with it. Uh, as you can see from the chat, people are not, people would not make that decision if they were running this team, right? So we've got Lunar saying no to Pollard, cut for Katharina, walk for Jackie Smith, Katharina says walk, same for Bruce, uh, let's see here, walk for Joe Gonzalez, Rico says uh, Pollard back, Let's see here. He need help Moses Rico. And he does. He does need help, man. He absolutely does. Uh, I'm not sure you want to approach 2024 with the same philosophy and approach to the way that you've been handling Tony Pollard. Maybe you want to make it a little bit more of a committee, if you will. Uh, Bruce says the line had variable scheming and Pollard lost a step coming off of injury, which is also part of the equation, right? Uh, do the Cowboys believe he will be better? In 2024. And if they do believe that he will be better and they do sign him for, say, $7.5 million a year, I don't think it's going to break the Cowboys roster building. I don't think so. But still, man, still, Dallas should seriously consider, in my opinion, uh, not actually signing Tony Pollard. But I do think it will depend heavily on how the market plays out. My best guess right now, though, is they find a way to bring him back on a second tier deal however uh, so that's Tony Pollard man we have knocked up one of these guys next up on the list Stefan Gilmore man this is a complicated one and I do believe this one goes hand in hand with whatever will happen with Mr. Uh, Jordan Lewis I do think that the the whole situation here with the Cowboys at a cornerback. Depends on what you want to do with Jordan Lewis, Stephon Gilmore, and obviously Daron Bland is involved in this process. Bland is obviously not a free agent. He's going to be entering his third year in the NFL. But Bland can play outside and inside. So Gilmore's and, and, and Bland's fate are a little bit intertwined, if you will. Uh, let me show you. And by the way, sign or walk for Stefan Gilmore. Let me know in the chat. What do you think about that one? But to help you out, to help you out, this is the contract projection from ADC Sports for Stefan Gilmore. One-year deal, $8.5 million, which is fully guaranteed, obviously. However, built in a way with voidable years, which is the NFL's biggest trend, where you can get it to where the cap hit for 2024 is $2.9 million. So the way you would go about this is have voided years at the end of the contract. So for 2025, 2026, 2027, and then have a signing bonus where you can prorate that money in the salary cap. And of course, 
Gilmore receives all of that money in year one. But for the books, which the salary cap, remember, is an accounting system more than anything else, uh, you would have it prorated over several years. I'm not sure about the math on that one. I'm not sure how much the signing bonus would have to be. Uh, but $8.5 million, man, big ask for a Dallas Cowboys team that just signed uh, Trevon Diggs to a massive deal and now is having him return, Trevon Diggs, has Daron Bland, and they know Daron Bland can play outside. So I do think all of this goes hand-in-hand in the in the conversation for this team. Like, if you were the Cowboys, you're, you got to wonder, and Joe Hoyt mentioned this last night when he was here on the show uh, talking with me about the Cowboys and, and us about the Cowboys. He said, man, what you do with Gilmore impacts what you do with Jordan Lewis. So if you're Dallas, do you go, let me re-sign Lewis to a cheaper contract, right? And I have my nickel cornerback position filled out. And then I'll keep Daron Bland on the outside. I'll have Trevon Diggs return to the outside. And I have myself a very solid and one of the best, honestly, cornerback units in the NFL or in the NFC. We want to keep it less controversial. Or... I maybe bring back Stephon Gilmore. And you know what, Darren Bland? You go and you play inside again. And now my starting three is Gilmore, Diggs on the outside, and Darren Bland on the inside, which was essentially the plan for the 2023 NFL season, by the way. Or do the Cowboys go crazy and they just bring back both? And suddenly you have Gilmore, Lewis, um, Bland, Trevon Diggs, and suddenly you have a very deep team, right? But the thing is, uh, would Jordan, would Stephon Gilmore, for example, agree to play as a backup? And I'm not sure he wants to play as a backup in that sort of case, right? So I do think all of those are are uh, intertwined. It's going to be um, a tough one. My guess, and and let me read your comments right now. We've got a lot of support for for Stefan Gilmore. TC915 says, sign. Toxic Tom says, if I am Gilmore, why would I want to play here? Bring number 21 back to Rico Jones so he can play with Dix. Uh, <laughs> Rico, come on, man. Uh, Gregory says, keep. Katharina says, sign. Uh, <laughs> Asian Persuasion says, I would let Louis walk. And then I would play Bland at nickel, which was one of the scenarios that we were going through. Uh, so not crazy to think about for, of course, TC915 says because Diggs is coming back along with Bland, Tom, uh, talking about, you know, why would Gilmore want to play uh, here? Mark Aaron says Gilmore back. Lunar loves to bring Gilmore back. Uh, Ron says, but Jerry keeps the pants in business, says uh, Ron Loney here. Um, so a lot of support for Stefan Gilmore. Now, Remember this. Be, remember this before you go out of me in the chat. This is not exactly what I would do. This is, these are my predictions for what will happen in Dallas. And I think that this ADC Sports contract projection might be a little low. I think there might be a team out there, a Super Bowl contender team out there that says, you know what? I'll give that guy a 10 11 million dollars. I wouldn't say a lot more than that. Because there's obviously a downward trend in Gilmer's career overall. 
But the last couple of years that he's played, the final year that he had in Indianapolis and then this one in Dallas, man, he's played some solid football. So I do think that Gilmore ultimately will leave. I, I don't see Gilmore back for the 2024 season. Uh, my prediction is that he walks in free agency. Now, tied to this one, though, I'm going to move on immediately to Jordan Lewis. I do think Jordan Lewis gets re-signed by Dallas, especially if they don't get Gilmore to come back. Because, man, Lewis might not be the best nickel cornerback in the NFL, but he is a starting caliber in one of the toughest positions that there is in football, defensively speaking. Because nickel cornerback is tough. And Jordan Lewis balled out, especially in the second half of the year. And I can tell you, man, I can tell you he would be cheaper for, for Dallas. I think you can make the argument that you don't want Bland playing on the inside. You just want him on the outside. And maybe the Cowboys factor that into their decision-making and they say, why would I pay Gilmore all this money if I'm not sure I even want him on the field over Gilmore and Bland on the outside? So I think ultimately Lewis is the one that stays. Gilmore is the one that goes. That's going to be my final prediction for the cornerbacks. And I'm not sure I would be too upset about it. You know, Gilmore was a one-year rental, played out great for Dallas. I really celebrated the fact that they traded for him last year. Uh, I wonder if the Cowboys pull off some of some more of those moves, right? Sort of like the Brandon Cooks trade and the Stephon Gilmore trade. That would be awesome. You can never have too many cornerbacks. But for now, uh, Dallas moves on in this prediction world with Lewis back and Gilmore you know, that they say goodbye to him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Jordan Lewis, I do think he won't be super expensive, but I do expect him to expect a strong offer, though. I don't know if you heard his quote the other day, but when he was talking to reporters from that locker room interview, he, he honestly seemed to kind of say goodbye to Dallas. And maybe that was uh, Jordan Lewis already being in negotiating mode, but Jordan Lewis straight up said um, that he might not get to be a part of the Cowboys next season when they do put it together. So I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I do believe that Jordan Lewis is going to be expecting a strong offer. Not talking about top of the market kind of money, but I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be able to lowball uh, Jordan Lewis. Um, I would like Jordan Lewis back. I'm going to be honest with you. Gregory says, Mo, I would keep J. Lou and Gillick. And now that would be ideal. If there is a world where Dallas can get back their two cornerbacks that are about to hit free agency, then you would probably remain one of the best secondaries in the sport. Just uh, simply put, right? Now, one that I'm, uh, I am expecting the chat to be split on, 50-50 would be my guess, but let's see what you guys say. Tyron Smith is a free agent, guys. Tyron Smith is a free agent. Let me know in the chat, resign or walk. Tyron Smith is controversial among Cowboys Nation. And I get it. I get it, man. He's been injured way too many times. And I understand people being like, you know what? I just don't want to run it back with Tyron Smith. I don't, I don't want to go over that again. I don't want him to miss games 
again and again and again. I understand that one. I understand that point of view. I think you resigned him. I think it's a clear-cut option. Do you need a better plan B? Heck yeah. You need a better plan B. I'm talking about drafting somebody as soon as you can, as long as it makes sense. Obviously, if you're wiped out at offensive tackle, then you're, you're not going to pick or you're not going to reach for somebody uh, that is not there. Uh, but you you got to have a better plan B. I understand that. But guys, Tyron Smith played at a second team all pro level last season, like this season. He was one of the best three offensive tackles in the league, pass protection-wise. Was he elite run-wise? Nah, but passing protection, man, was elite from Tyron Smith. If you are entering 2024 with the same head coach, with the same quarterback, with the same defensive coordinator, provided he doesn't uh, land as a head coach anywhere else, if you are saying, I will run it back entirely, man, I want 77 protecting Dak Prescott's blind side because I think he will give me the best offensive line possible out there. Now, people like to harp on the injuries so much with Tyron Smith. And although I understand, I need to remind you guys, Tyron Smith played 13 games in 2023. That's not the type of season that has you thinking that uh, Tyron Smith will never play a good season again. Uh, 13 games, that's all I want from Tyron Smith. Man, I'm running it back. I know what I can do in the regular season. I know I can win without Tyron Smith in the regular season. I just need him for January. And he's not going to be that expensive. And if I get into a position where I can have him in the playoffs, I want to have Tyron Smith in the playoffs. So give me Tyron Smith. I do think that the Cowboys are pretty much sold on this one. I do think that the Cowboys are just pretty much waiting to hear back from Mike, uh, from, from Tyron Smith. I think Mike McCarthy's press conference really set that to us, right? Uh, they're they're going to continue to talk to Tyron Smith about whether or not he will retire. But, man, I, I expect Tyron Smith to be back with Dallas pretty soon. Uh, now, let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. Because I, sorry, I assume that it's going to be very split. And Toxic says, F no. Mark Aaron says, walk. Lunar says they want Tyron to retire as a cowboy. Elijah says, resign for Chip. We need the depth. So, Elijah, I'm not sure if what your suggestion is to bring him back but not have him start, which would be uh, definitely a decision, right? Like a big one. Bruce's one-year rental. Mr. Dunn says bring him back on a discount contract. He still has some value. Now, Mr. Dunn here is hitting on a very important aspect of this. If he is brought back, Tyron Smith is going to once again play on a very heavy in, uh, heavy contract on, on playing time incentives, right? It's going to be one of those breakdowns like the one that he just had where it was 50% of the playing uh, of the snaps would give him $1 million. And then 55 would give him another million dollars. And then 60, another million. 65, another million. And I think when it was all said and done, uh, I think... Uh, Tyron Smith ended up playing like a 60% or, or more than 60%, but I'm not entirely sure. So resign, just draft another tackle early. It's just Travis Powers. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. You, you got to have 
a plan for the future on the offensive line. I do think that is clear. Speaking of, let's let's stick with the offensive line. And let's get to one that intrigues me a lot. Let's get to Tyler Viadish, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to Tyler Viadish. Let me know in the chat, what do you think about this one? Walk or re-sign number 63 to the Dallas Cowboys in 2024. It's a tricky one. I'll, I'll tell you that. That's going to be my hint. It's a tricky one. Because Tyler Viadish has been your starter at center for a while. But Gregory has an interesting comment here that fits what we were talking about with Tyron. And I agree with that, by the way. But it all, he also, or, or this also fits what we're about to talk about. You have to be proactive on the offensive line. The Adish is tricky because you need a center. Like, you just need one. And we can sit here and say, the Cowboys could draft somebody early in the NFL draft, and they're good at finding offensive linemen. They've, they've proven that time and time again. They probably can find somebody late in the NFL draft even that can be like this uh, guy that can play year one in his career. The problem is that the Viadish decision needs to be made now because Tyler Viadish will not be cheap. Not saying he will be one of the highest paid centers in the NFL, but he's not one of those that you're going to be bringing back on a minimum type deal or anything like that. Because Tyler Viadish has been here for a while now. That's why he's about to become a free agent, right? He's got four years under his belt of NFL playing time. And there are teams out there that are not making decisions based on taking the next step in the playoffs. There, there are teams out there that are making decisions based on, I'm trying to get to the playoffs in the first place. So Viadish is going to get paid. And he's going to get paid some uh, good money. So if you do pay Viadish because you need a center, I think you're putting a cap on your offensive line that we cannot ignore. Like, Tyler Viadish has been decent in his four years in the league, but you could use an upgrade at center. And an upgrade at center would open up so much in your offense. It would open up the running game in various degrees. It would improve your pass protection. It would do a lot for you. The problem is... You need to know what you're going to do at center if you do let him walk. Because you got to have a plan that doesn't involve drafting somebody. You you can want to draft somebody, but you got to have another plan in case you don't have a situation come up in the NFL draft where you do grab a center. Because you, you don't want to reach for any of those guys, especially not in the early rounds. And you also need a tackle, and you also need a defensive tackle, and you also need this and that. So you don't want to limit yourself that way when you get to April, in my opinion. So knowing that, what are the Cowboys' options? We could talk about Brock Hoffman, maybe, if you want. But I'm interested in TJ Boss. Man, let's get TJ Boss snapping a football. And if you can get uh, if you can get TJ Voss playing center and you can have Tyler Smith playing left guard and Zach Martin playing right guard, I'm comfortable with that group. And then have that be your opening plan. And look for a center in the NFL draft. 
and look for a center in the NFL draft. I don't think going from Biotis to Bass, uh, provided that he does learn how to snap that football and he's comfortable with it, I don't think that's a downgrade. I think at worst, that's staying the same it, with the potential to really be an upgrade because TJ Voss showed up as a rookie. He really did. He was playing guard. I'm aware, but he was showing up. So changing positions with the offensive line is always a, a tricky thing. So I got to admit, I consulted a good friend, a friend of the show, actually, here on primetime. Because I wasn't sure if, if hey, am I, I going to sound like a crazy man if I go out there and say this? But I consulted with Aisha Morrison from DallasCowboys.com. Hey, is it doable? Or am I just uh, coming up with insane stuff? Aisha agrees. Like, I, I mean, I'm not sure if she agrees with the plan. I'm sorry. I don't want to put words in her mouth, of course. But she did say, hey, it's doable. And they talked about it on the... Girls uh, girls talk, boys talk, which, by the way, I got to listen to uh, right after this show is over. So, and I recommend you do too. And, and hey, she agrees. She says that it's doable. So, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, don't have that be plan A. Have that be plan B if you can't find somebody in the NFL draft to play center for you. Like, if, if you don't pick somebody in the draft, then go with Bass. Uh, but in the meantime, though, let's move on. And let's try to seek, uh, let's try to find a center in, in, in the NFL draft, though. I know it sounds risky. I know it sounds unideal and all that. But I do think that if you pay Viadish, you're locking yourself to him and you need an upgrade at center. To me, that's the bottom line right now at, at, uh, at, at center for the Cowboys. The fact that you cannot move on with Tyler Viadish at center. And if you pay him, that's what you're going to do. There's just no, no in between, in my opinion. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what you guys have to say. There's a lot of opinions on, on Tyler Viadish. Uh, Catherine says re-signing, right? But there's a lot of walks. Junk says walk. Joe says uh, re-signing but draft replacement, which I would say would be ideal. But again, the, the thing with me is that I don't see how that works. Because if you do re-sign Tyler Viadish, it's going to be a, a good enough deal to where you cannot just move on from him with your replacement uh, soon enough afterwards. Mark Aaron says, Tyler V can walk, and then you draft the center. Walk, walk, walk. There's a lot of uh, of walks here. Toxic says, I'm 50-50 on this one. He is one of the best centers in the NFL. You can do a lot worse than Tyler Viadish. I might be lower on Viadish than Toxic. Uh, and that's okay, right? Uh, walk 63 says, Gregory. Um, man... I'm not sure I'm that high on, on, on Viadish. I'm not sure I'm that high. Now, that's that might be a good idea. Toxic is suggesting that, hey, why, why don't we talk, tag a uh, franchise tag TJ Voss? Man, it's a, it's a tough one. Because the thing about the franchise tag is that it's not tackle guard center. It's offensive line. So you're talking about a $21.7 million tag there. I'm not sure I want to do that personally. Like, sure, if the Cowboys find a way to work with it, and I know that you can manipulate the salary cap and all that. Yeah, but, I mean, realistically, though, with the way that the Cowboys approach things, I don't see they how they make that work. I really, really, really don't. 
Hey, but hey, that's why we love this game, man. That's why we love this game. I have that prediction right there for you, man. Tyler Viadish, uh letting walk, letting him walk um, in free agency. Let's move on, though, now to the next player here. Because we, we've got 16 of these guys, right? And we've only gotten through four. No, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, I believe we've gotten through. Uh, so let's let's move on here a little bit. We're going to be quicker with these few next ones. Jonathan Hankins, man, I think I, I went with extension for him in my predictions, but it's going to be a, a difficult one in the sense that I do think it depends on the Cowboys' plans at defensive line. Jonathan Hankins, you need a, a nose tackle. You need to stop the run. And he's the one guy that you can trust him uh, in, in that department, right? Massey Smith, for a moment, it seemed like was going to leave Hankins out of a job, but then we had that whole weight debacle. So now I want Hankins back. The only reason why I would think the Cowboys could not bring him back is if they want to go look for a big time upgrade. Now, I'm not sure you would find one at nose tackle in free agency, but say that they want to sign a three tech and maybe they say, you know what, I'll sacrifice Hankins and have a a big time addition because there's going to be a lot of defensive line free agents out there that could intrigue the Cowboys if they are indeed looking for an upgrade. But for now, I do think it's going to be business as usual. And let's bring back uh, Jonathan Hankins, who has been pretty good at, at, at playing defense for Dallas uh, since he arrived last year or last last year, right? Because now we're at 2024 already, I guess. Um, so Jonathan Hankins, my prediction, extension for him. Uh, Jaron Kears, I think he walks. I think Jaron Kears walks this March. You know, last couple of seasons, it's been a little bit of a downward trend for Jaron Kears, if we're being honest. And the thing about Kears is that the Cowboys seem to have a succession plan in place, right? If you think about it, the Marvin Overshone could be a little bit of a hybrid linebacker safety. Actually, he played both positions in Texas. And then you have Marquise Bell who ended the season as one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. But he's still that hybrid type of body. So I could see Jaron Kears uh, being let go by Dallas or, you know, let him walk. Uh, obviously not a great 2023 season from him. You could argue it was bad even. I think that's the kind of season that Jaron Kears had. So I do think it's time for a divorce there. So I have Jaron Kears walking in free agency and then I do have the rest. And I, I, if you go read this article over at ADC Sports, if you want more details, uh, I have the rest of the guys in like just a bullet point list with quick predictions. So I'm just going to run through them very quickly. You can follow along in the chat if you want to throw your predictions in as well. Dorrance Armstrong, I think he gets too much in free agency. I think he gets too much and the Cowboys are just good with, you know, turning the page letting him walk i do have them bringing back dan to fowler jr ironically though i think it's going to be a little bit cheaper than armstrong um not a whole lot of difference on the stat sheet but i do believe that some teams will like armstrong better and i do think it's going to get more money in free agency so to me it's like one or the other 
And it just makes sense for me that Fowler makes it instead of Armstrong. However, I wouldn't rule out the Cowboys paying up in this scenario and going with two. I think defensive end wise, you're not worrying about a lot of things. I do want a, a, a stronger number three at this point, especially after whatever that was from Sam Williams this year, because I'm not even sure how to describe it. Definitely did not have the breakout season we were calling for in August of that year or in the offseason, right? So give me Armstrong leaving, Fowler staying on board. I've got Noah Igbinajin walking in free agency. Didn't pan out quite the way the Cowboys wanted to. But then again, I think it was kind of like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, what were you going to get <laughs> for Kelvin Joseph, right? So it was just like, hey, maybe maybe we flip a coin here and, and maybe we get something different. Well, Noah Igbinajan at least did have that moment uh, in that blocked field goal by Juan J. Thomas. He got to return it for a touchdown. So more respect for Noah. Touchdown scorer Noah Igbinajan walking in free agency for me. Neville Gallimore, interesting one. But I do think this is an area where the Cowboys could look for an upgrade. I have him walking in free agency. I hope that he does in the sense that I do hope that the Cowboys find something that we can call an upgrade in free agency. Now, I've got C.J. Goodwin returning on a one-year deal because it's C.J. Goodwin. The Cowboys love him. I've got Trent Sieg returning on a two- to three-year deal. The Cowboys seem to have found their long snapper. I don't see why he wouldn't be back. Chuma Edoga walks in free agency for me. For me, he walks. Uh, obviously, you need depth at offensive line, but I do think the Cowboys will be ready to move on from Chuma. They got Manuel Esco back. They've got um, other players that I could see them be more interested in. Asim Richards, who they drafted in the fifth round last year. So I don't see where Chuma fits really in these uh, in this team. And then there's tight end Sean McKeon, a little bit more of a complicated one. Could see it going either way. Uh, but I think he walks in free agency. Uh, Dallas has Ferguson. They've got Schoonmaker, two young tight ends. And then they've got Princeton Fent, the UDFA out of Tennessee. And have you forgotten about John Stephens, preseason standout? Obviously suffered a season ending injury, unfortunately. Should be back, though, in time for the for the offseason, I guess, uh, even, because that was a very early injury that we're talking about. So I've got Sean McKeon going uh, on this one. Let me see some of your comments, though. Let me see some of your uh, some of your predictions here. Bruce says, Noah inactive will stay inactive, talking about Igbinaj in there. Uh, Chuma and Kears were the worst. Is Lunar, they could go. Gregory says, Gallimore can go. Um, Isidro is calling for me to attend the NFL draft. I would love to someday. I'm not sure if this is going to be the year, but man, I would love to go to the NFL draft sometime and, and, uh, and get to cover it. That would be amazing. Uh, Travis's Armstrong will get too much, but we will draft a couple of ends plus free agents will come in. Uh, take Sam Williams with you. This is toxic. Fowler is gone with Queens. It's Katharina. This is a very, very insightful comment right there from Katharina. That is true. Hey, Fowler is a Dan Quinn guy. If he's gone, will Fowler follow, right? You see that as King Carroll still has plenty left in the tank at five milli. It is no brainer. You know what? I wouldn't be opposed to Henry. 
I wouldn't be like, like let's talk about the deal first, but I wouldn't be opposed to Henry. He's one of those guys where you know what? I just believe him. I just I just buy into him. Buy into him. Toxic says, Mo, by running it back, do you also mean we do the next next to nothing in free agency and bank on rookies again? Well, I would hope not. I would hope not, but have the Cowboys done enough to, to motivate us to think that it's going to be different in 2024 is a question that we should be asking ourselves. I think the answer to that is no. Hey, got to hold out hope. Got to hold out hope that this year they're sick of it. The Cowboys want to do things differently, and they are realizing that, hey, to get over the hump, you need to do certain roster moves that championship-level teams often do, like the Kansas City Chiefs, among others. So I think they should, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm buying into any of that just yet. I'm not buying into the whole idea that the Cowboys are going to go bananas in free agency and are going to spend big money and do all that. I just don't think so. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. I appreciate you, of course, taking the time to listen to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. It takes about half a second. It is free, and it really helps us put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So go ahead and do that for me. Hit the thumbs up, and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, to talk some Cowboys football. See you guys, and have a great Tuesday night. Bye-bye.